wealth and financial paradigm. Wealth must first be within before it comes without. Introduction If you seek prosperity and wealth, you must understand that these goals way beyond making money and being rich. If only making money is the reason you're reading this book, then this is a very good place to close this book right now and move on with your life. Huh? How would you start the introduction of a book in this manner? Do you want people to read or buy this book? If this is what's going through your mind, then you're not yet getting the point. But if you're still reading this book, then it's either you're curious or you're still not sure what you are about to encounter from this book. It is, however, still good because the book is still in your hands and your eyes and ears are still interacting with the words of this book. The ideal way to grow in wealth is when your physical manifestation, that is, of your material and of matter, of wealth grows in direct proportion to the state, that is, the space or the expansion of your soul. This is the fundamental human principle. What this means is that the quality of your soul is core to the true measure of your wealth. It, however, does not mean that you cannot get rich while your soul suffers for it. But this is not the ideal way to go about wealth building. You must primarily focus on your soul and the growth of your soul will create a corresponding expression of physical and material wealth in your life. There are many people celebrated today in news articles and magazines as wealthy individuals who all they have is material and physical manifestation of resources without finding what the state of their soul have become by reason of the increase in substance they have come into. I can assure you that you are about to encounter a rare jewel in the pages of this book. But apart from reading this book, the important thing you must get from this book is to profit from it. The profit I'm referring to is first the profit of your soul and then a corresponding profit in material and in matter. But here's the truth. If the prosperity of the soul comes easily, everyone will be manifesting wealth expressions of soulish and physical life right now. But look around you. Look at your state, look at your neighborhood, your family, your country, and the very extent of the whole earth. You cannot really say that everyone is enjoying or experiencing a life of true wealth and prosperity. So, what can you do differently? How can you be different? How can you make things work for you and for the people you really care about? Because... You see, wealth and prosperity must go beyond you for it to be sustained. Wealth must flow from you, from the system you've built around your resources and processes. If this isn't the case, or if this isn't the motivation, your soul will not grow in the measure that your material does. And that is not the true definition of wealth. 
at least not from the context of this book and what we'll be looking into. Secondly, there is a way this book must be engaged, addressed, and explored to get the expected results from it. This is where some people will fall away. They will get tired, they will lose interest, the cares of the world will distract them. An emergency will come to rob them of their time and focus and then lose their process of growth. You need to find out how to really use this book and make it work for you. For many will read this book, but only those who follow the process will find the result at the end. Some results may require time, some may require growth, some may require sacrifice, and some may require stillness. Whatever the demand is, if you are willing and able to give it what is required, you will cause your soul to grow, and as a result, your physical reality will grow in like manner. The manner of approach would be like getting recipe instructions to cook a meal. If you disdain the recipe instruction, you will not arrive at the meal that tastes the way the, the cook intends it. That is very key. Implementation. It is important to stress before you engage the first chapter of this book how you need to read this book. But on second thought, I've realized that some people do not read the introductions of the book in the first place. Every instruction you get from this book is as a seed that you must plant, water, and then wait for the process of time to mature and bear the right fruit. If you open the soil to check the seed before the time of blossoming, you will miss the life and manifestation of that seed and you will cause the seed to die. Some people are waiting on dead seeds because they tampered with the process of the seed before the time of result. But instead of doing the right thing, which would be to go get another seed and begin the process again, they are waiting and hoping for the dead seed to miraculously germinate. They're missing an important part of life and wealth, which is principles. Wealth works by principles, and if you miss the principle, you will not get the results. The best you can do is to learn from your mistake and start the process all over again. This is how the soul grows. If you've been tested and you failed the test, you will have to wait for another season or another chance to be tested again. The tests are really for your soul. They are the tension and the molding hands that shape the soul into the form that allows you to get the best of life on this earth. Execution. If you do it the way it should be done, you will get the results you should get. But we'll talk about something else in this journey where you can follow the methods and still miss the results. This is because when you're talking about wealth, finances, and riches, everything is not cast in stone. You must be able to understand how the realms and the civilizations of money and materials must be stewarded and custodied. Now, having said all of this, it is to prepare you for what is ahead of you. You have the power of choice to make the best version of your life after flipping the pages and engaging this book. It is your choice, really.
or you can choose to let things go back to the way they have always been. But ask yourself a good question. If you really want to live your life the way it has always been, then why read this book? I think I have an answer to that. I think the answer to that question is that you really wish for things to change or for things to be better. But remember, if wishes were horses, slaves will ride horses. You must stop wishing and start building. Wealth has never come to someone who is not a builder. Wishers never get wealth because the very nature of wishful thinking does not improve the quality of the soul in any way. Patterns. You must be observant to seek patterns and connect the dots of events and happenstances that occur to you from the moment you start reading and engaging this book. If done well, things will begin to make sense to you and you begin to trace patterns and then plot your path to success and prosperity. One more thing. Each part of this book is worked into days. Now, I need to make something clear at the term day. By day, I do not mean chronological day. As a matter of fact, your day is what you make of it. It's about consciousness of times and seasons that you're in. If you sense that you have not fully gotten what you ought to get from a previous day's session, then revisit it until you get the soul food that nourishes your soul and causes you to grow and expand your soul. Do not take it religiously, taking it every 24 hours, you know, and not getting anything helpful from it. If you must, stay with a day until you learn the lesson and pass the test that comes with every principle and truth that is being shared. This is not a sprint, it's a journey. One that you can take for the rest of your life. Failure is rushing things because you are working with time. Success is putting in the work and allowing the results to redeem to you the times you thought you had lost. You must think of every day in this wise. It starts with building structure. And the structure can only be formed when you know, when you have, and when you work with the building blocks of wealth, life, and prosperity. From the structure, you must create a system. A system is formed when the wisdom of the structure is revealed to you and you're able to make it operational and have the life applications of it. The application of these brings the seed you have sown as you continue to listen, learn, and look towards the fruits and results that will come from sticking to the application of the processes that the system affords you. The finality of the prosperity of systems is mind, or soul, if you will. This happens when life comes into what you're doing. This is when reproduction can happen, when the effect can spread, and when others can get the kind of results you have gotten. The aim of it all should be the mind, which is the life of the soul, in a way. This is the life that brings prosperity to your soul. And then when things, then brings a corresponding increase in your physical and material reality. 
This is the wealth and financial paradigm.